Blog Talk Radio. It's Film Festival Radio, the show where superstars and future stars happily coexist together. And now, here's your host, Janice Malone. It is that time of year. Finally, it is Halloween. Oh, yes, this is our Halloween weekend. And again, it just seems like all of 2020 has been one long Halloween weekend. But the real Halloween weekend, yes, we have been uh, kind of celebrating really since yesterday here. But, hey, we're so glad to have you on board. Hopefully you have your costume uh running around, doing what you do in preparation for tonight. I have my Halloween costume on, which is me not wearing any makeup, and that is scary enough in itself. I don't need a mask other than when I'm going to go outside. But, yes, I am all scaried up, and you know something? I'm going to settle down and bring you guys a show. We've got two guests here. One is a lady who's uh, right here in Las Vegas, and another gentleman owns a hotel that is Spooky, kooky, and altogether ooky. Yes, you've got to hear about this hotel. You will love it. For those of you who are into the macabre and scary and horror, you're going to love This is a real, actual hotel. They have a suite. Um, the Dracula suite is one of the suites that they actually have. But we'll get more to our guest uh, later on in the show. But for right now, let's bring our first guest on. Her name is Kat Thomas, and she will be here in just about what 10 seconds so let's go on with the rest of the show boo and all that kind of stuff oops careful there there's a lot of screaming going on there Okay, uh, yes, we are back with uh, more Film Festival radio show. We are celebrating Halloween 2020 here on the show. And you know something? By this time tomorrow, most of us will have a lot of leftover candy after a hard night of working and trick-or-treating and getting all of our goody candy there. So what can we do with all of that candy? Of course we can eat it. We'll be snacking on it while we're watching the game and just doing Zoom and all that kind of great stuff. But our first guest has some even better ideas of what to do with leftover Halloween candy. And her name is Kat Thomas, and she calls herself the Wine Goddess LV. Yes, the Wine Goddess Las Vegas. She lives right here. She has a very successful business that she'll be telling us more about. And she has come up with some very delicious tips and ideas on how to pair up that leftover Halloween candy with some delicious sherry. So is bite some candy, sip some sherry, and some wine. 
Sounds like a plan to me. I already love it. So let's bring Kat on and get some more ideas and just get the rest of the story as to what she can suggest that we do with some of that leftover Halloween candy. So let's bring uh, Kat Thomas on, the wine goddess, Las Vegas right now. We have our first guest with us. She's a young lady who is based right here in the Las Vegas area. Her name is Kat Thomas, and she is the official wine goddess of Las Vegas. Kat, welcome to the show. Oh, that's such an amazing introduction. I am smiling so brightly. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. Well, I got the information about this story, and here we are. It's Halloween. It's Saturday, of course. Uh, Halloween finally got here, but it seems like this whole year has been Halloween. It's been so scary. But anyway. That's true. Good analogy. It really has. So, but what what you have? You have a very unique story here um, about pairing and what to do with leftover Halloween candy besides eat it all up and get fat. So tell first of all, tell everybody about your business and being the wine goddess, and then tell us what to do with some of that Halloween leftover candy. Of course. So happy Halloween to everyone out there. And, yes, candy is great um, to eat on its own, but there's so many other fun ways to not feel maybe as guilty or have some more fun with it. Um I am the Wine Goddess LV, yes, of Las Vegas, and I have my own consulting and education platform called Core Body Mind, where I focus on the mental aspects of the hospitality industry and offer courses in mindfulness and yoga and strength training, as well as my consulting for what to do in your world and be happy and excited about beverages and hospitality. So... That is a fun aspect that I get to have because I get to feel good and do good. So at least in my head, that's what I'm hoping to do for people. Um, what what we kind of were going over is this wonderful thing called Sherry. And Sherry, you know, is a wonderful song that maybe some people remember, Sherry Baby. Yes. Um, but Sherry is a wonderful wine, and people forget that it's a wine because it's rarely showing up on the main pages of a wine list. And yet it is an amazing food and wine pairing um, protagonist. And... It actually is something that should be in the beginning and definitely at the end of a wine list. It's not somewhere in the middle. Um, But today we're going to talk about how sherry can be the ultimate pairing for that leftover fun candy. And when I say leftover, you know, sometimes there's the Tootsie Rolls at the bottom of the bag that somehow got missed, even though they are amazing. And if anybody out there knows what I'm talking about, Go unwrap one and let it kind of warm up a little bit, but that seems to get left in the bottom of the bag. 
Um, if you've got some chunky bars, which I didn't even know if we still made those on this planet, but we do, and they're great because they have all those aspects of all the great things that should go into a candy bar, at least to me. There's raisins, there's nuts, there's mm -hmm. milk chocolate. It's just one big fat bar. It's amazing. And then there's other alternatives that we can talk about as well. And so, I don't know if I should keep going and take a breath. <laughs> no, you're doing just fine. I'm just thinking about how... You know, I, I love the, I grew up, so many of us grew up with the old-fashioned chunky bar, the little chunky bar. I love those things. And so so it's okay to have, so is it okay to have a chunky bar and maybe three or four Hershey's Kisses and, and have that with some sherry? Is, is that the, the pretty much the way to do it? Of course. So now there's different styles of sherry. So there's really just bone dry, high acid, just, Sherry's that you just want to have kind of with your salumi and your Iberico hams or your manzanilla olives. Those aren't the sherries that I'm speaking of. The sherries that we're going to discuss today are all in the Oloroso cream and PX style. So PX, if you ever see that on a label, it stands for Pedro Jimenez. And that's the style of the sherry as well as the grape. And if you see PX and you like sweet things and you like chocolate and all that other stuff, that's the sherry for you. That's the wine for you. And I'll, I'm just, if I may, go through a few different pairings and sure. maybe suggest some things. Okay. So Alfonso Oloroso. This is what I actually have in my glass right now. So I'm excited. And... Oloroso is a style of sherry that can be uh, maybe a little sweeter, but it's typically on the drier style of the richer um, amber-colored sherries. And Gonzalez Diaz has this amazing one. It's called Alfonso. It's beautiful, and it is actually on the drier side. But what all Oloroso sherries do is they are textured, meaning there's going to be some weight and kind of grip on the palate and kind of like that full-bodiedness. And they're going to have a little bit of nuttiness to them. And I suggest this in the bathtub, but, of course, we're going to bring some candy in there with us. And we want to kind of add that little bit of the trick-or-treat here of salty and sweet. And what's going to happen when we add a little bit of salty and nuttiness and a little bit of chocolate to this Oloroso, you're going to get that gentle rocking back and forth, mm -hmm. and it's like the perfect Goldilocks situation for the mouth. <laughs> and I suggested a heat bar, and, oh. and all the bliss on the planet is yours because you're getting that toffee and that, that kind of lighter style of, of less chocolate and a little more of the nuttiness, and with this, Oloroso style, this Gonzalez Bias is what I'm jamming on right now, the Alfonso. This is really going to be the, one of the better pairings. So think of those kind of, uh, those crunchy, less chocolate, nutty, anything with hazelnut or almond kind of pairing with that. And if somebody isn't able to eat peanuts and nuts like that, um, Almond M&Ms are a great option because, again, you've got that crunchiness that adds to that kind of textural quality, and then you've got the nuttiness overriding and just a little thin hint of chocolate. Oh, man, it's um, delicious. Yeah, and, again, have it in the bathtub. It's great. It's relaxing. It's lovely. The pairing is phenomenal. 
Um, and then the Chunky Bar. Let's just talk about the Chunky Bar because Please. I was so excited when I found out that they still make this because Me I too. love it, right? Me too. Grew up on it. It's that, right. And it's, there's no tricks to this pairing. If you were to do something like a cream sherry and, you know, the, the English may or may not have decided to use the best reference when they decided to call this cream sherry because it might put into somebody's head the idea of, oh, God, wine and cream. And all this indicates is a richer style and a sweeter style and a blend, basically, of sherry. And there's no actual milk product put in there. There's no heavy creams mixed in with it, but it's a creamy style of sherry. And I would say if you go with something like a Harvey's Bristol cream, if that doesn't speak to the most traditional name out there for, for a cream sherry, then I don't know what does. So we go with tradition, right? We're mm -hmm. thinking traditional candy bars. So we unwrap that chunky bar and all of a sudden you find a responsibly balanced bite between the dried fruit and sweet chocolate of the bar with all of that sweet kind of caramel and nuttiness yes. and dried fruit that you actually find in the Bristol cream. It's, it's really fun. It is. It's just a perfect, for me at least, candy bar next to Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Now, what goes good with Reese's Peanut oh, Butter Cups? Oh, <laughs> boy. Yes. Well, now we get into peanut butter. Now, I will say Oloroso, because it's a, a peanut, it's nutty, buttery, that can also go with Oloroso, a little sweeter style, I would say. And what I would suggest for that would be kind of going on the Nectar PX, like this PX style, which is nice, it's rich, very viscous. So full-bodied, you're going to want to take little sips here, unless you really love that sweet, raisinated kind of texture on your palate, and a lot of people do, but I would say take little sips, and you've already gotten into the goodie bag with one sip of a PX, and with the Nectar PX, it's heaven all around, so I had, I'm going to start with the Tootsie Roll idea, because they get overlooked so many times. They do. If you pull out a Tootsie Roll, and you pair it with the PX, you're going to find simple fabulousness on the palate, in the mind, in the heart. Um, but let's get to that, that Snickers and the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups because those two are probably one of the most bought candy bars yeah. on the planet. I'm pretty sure that's what I saw. And you get that creamy, beautiful, rich texture and that, that beautiful, sweet peanut butter that's going to pair with that dried kind of raisinated fruit flavor of your uh, PX sherry. And then you got the chocolate and, and it's heaven. So basically you've made your own chunky bar with your wine and your Reese's peanut butter cup. So there you go. You've already <laughs> made a new creation. And then if we look at a Snickers, I'm going to suggest going with more of a Snickers dark bar. And I didn't even know, I haven't tried these in a, in a few uh, years myself, but they actually make a Mars Dark Noir, which has almonds, in case, again, you can't have peanuts. And they have a dark Snickers bar. And I love the pairing of a little darker, um, and I think they actually make a dark Reese's Peanut Butter Cup now, too. They do. Uh -huh. The dark chocolate. Yeah, the dark chocolate and the PX. Oh, my gosh. And anything nutty and creamy dreamy. 
I'm just very excited by all this. I'm I'm really kind of hungry right now. Uh, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> you have done the done your job, believe me. Sherry <laughs> <laughs> well, is an amazing thing. Sherry is an amazing thing, and I actually I was very fortunate to fall even deeper in love with it through Gonzalez Beers, who I just want to give a shout out to because some of my favorite Sherry's uh, have been kind of provided by that brand and they're so well respected and so well made and so historical that it's hard not to, for me to and that there is another side of drinking that sometimes we forget about and there's a beauty of it just like there's another side of eating this candy and having that moment of quiet solitude and happiness that you can have all at once to yourself i mean who would of course so what what's your costume for this year oh i am a nun oh wow and, uh, that is probably a very fun thing for people to see on me because eh. <laughs> that's a, this, maybe not the best nun. <laughs> the sipping nun. Oh my, that's a good one. <laughs> sipping nun, yes. Sipping nun, <laughs> who happens to be by day the wine goddess of Las Vegas. <laughs> it's holy wine, right? It's holy, it's holy wine. wine if I have the costume on. <laughs> <laughs> well, lastly, Kat, huh, tell everybody your website if they want to get in touch with you. Uh, what do they need to do? Well. Um, just shout out and I will find you. No. So my uh, website is under Wix. Um, so it's core hyphen. I think that's what it's so called in life. So core hyphen bodymind.com. Or they can more easily, I would say, find me on Instagram. Okay. And I'm there as at wine goddess LV. W-I-N-E-G-O-D-D-E-S-S-L-V. And I also have a core body mind uh, handle as well, but that's really more for the yoga. And if anybody's interested in yoga, I'm also there for that. Okay, so that's at Wine Goddess LV as in Las Vegas, and you can find everything yep. uh, on on Instagram for you. Wow. Well, I you know what? I am going to go ahead and get that candy and just bust into it. It's in the trunk of my car, but I'm going to bust into it, get me some sherry, go to my favorite liquor place, which is almost on every corner in Vegas, thank goodness, and uh, and just indulge. I'm going to follow your advice and just make it a fun evening and just be peaceful and just watch the Twilight Zone reruns or something. Scare myself. Yes. Good. That's it. That sounds amazing. I think it is. Well, Kat, thank you so much for the tips. You've been so much fun and helpful all at the same time. So happy Halloween to you, and uh, we look forward to having you come back on the show for next year, whatever you got going by then. Thank you so much. Okay. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Happy Halloween out there, Las Vegas. Okay, then. Thank you again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Okay, we are continuing on with our Halloween theme show. 
As we all know, unless you've been under a rock, this is Halloween weekend, and so we are hoping that everyone stays safe and have a good time tonight on Halloween or today. You know, whenever you're celebrating, some people have been celebrating all month. But anyway, we are celebrating right now with you. Thank you for listening here uh, to our show. So let's go to our next guest. My next guest is named Adam Zimmerly, and he has a really cool business. He owns this just a fun hotel. It sounds like a really fun place. It is called the Black Monarch Hotel, and it's located in Victor, Colorado. And you can go to the website, blackmonarch, M-O-N-A-R-C-H, hotel.com, and you can just get even more appreciation for what we're about to talk about here. This hotel used to be a bordello back in the late 1800s. It was a brothel, a casino, and a saloon during the gold rush era. Well, let's fast forward it to about two years ago when Adam bought the hotel. It still is a Gothic favorite, and it has also been voted by a publication in England as one of America's most haunted hotels. Yes, I, I, I'm not kidding you. Uh, the hotel has some really cool themes, though. Some of their, their rooms are dedicated with themes uh, with serial killers. For example... Jack the Ripper. There is a Jack the Ripper hotel room at this hotel, and there's also a Bella Lugosi Dracula room, among others. There's lots of them. So our guest is going to tell us more about it. Uh, again, if you are into goth and scariness and the macabre, this is the hotel that you may want to go check out. Lots of people love it. I understand that it is a favorite, and it's people repeat guests. So let me just bring on Adam, and he can tell us even more about his really interesting and fabulous hotel that has been uh, named by a British publication as America's most haunted hotel. Oh, wow. This should be a good one. So let's bring on Adam right now. Okay, everyone. We are back with more of Film Festival Radio Show, and we have our next guest here. I'm having such a good time with our guest with this Halloween thing. I'm normally not one of those people that does a lot for Halloween, but for some reason I'm just spilling the Halloween this year. But that's another long story. But anyway, our guest is here waiting for us, and we have him on board right now. And I just like to say uh, that this is going to be a real fun, fun, fun segment. So uh, he is the owner, make sure I got it right, of a former bordello that is now a very popular boutique hotel. And I'm just, you know, we just got to get the rest of the story here from him. We're talking to Adam Zimmerly, and he is the owner of this Black Monarch Hotel. So, Adam, welcome to the show, and tell us about the Black Monarch Hotel. Hey, uh, well, Black Monarch Hotel is a building that I got. It's in uh, a city of Victor, Colorado, which is the site of the largest gold strike in North America uh, in 1895, uh, and also the site of the Colorado Labor War. So this is a really like historic uh, gold rush mining town, okay. and it's mostly just been abandoned uh, since pretty much World War One. Um, and so everything's just kind of been left as it is here. And so there was 18,000 people living in Victor in 1899, 
and there is only uh, 400 people living here today. And so this building was originally built as the finest gentleman's club west of the Mississippi. And uh, Adolph Coors of Coors Brewing was uh, one of the original investors um, that helped fund this building to be built. And uh, it's just a 10,000 square foot, just beautiful, historic, uh, you know, it was a saloon and brothel and casino. It also had a pharmacy and a stock exchange in the building. So it was a real high-end, upscale, uh, you know, pleasure palace. Uh, it was like Las Vegas of the West, if you can imagine that, in 1899. Um, and so I uh, acquired this building in Yeah, my sales are actually up over what they were last year considerably. Uh, 
So, uh, yeah, it, it does produce phenomena consistently, uh, pretty consistently. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been interesting. Well, I understand that you – another unique aspect of the hotel is that you have some some rooms that, that are themes, like you have the, the serial do, yeah. killer. Tell us about the, the serial killer room. So I have a few different rooms. The rooms that are open right now, the themes, I have one that's themed after H.H. H. Holmes, who built the, the Chicago Murder Castle in Chicago in 1893. And uh, some people say he killed as many as 400 people, uh, 200. The numbers get really exaggerated. But, um, yeah, he built a, a hotel uh, with the explicit purpose of uh, luring travelers there. And, uh, uh, you know, he would murder them, steal all their stuff, and then he would assume their identity, uh, start writing letters to the family, oh, send more money, you know, or take out insurance policy in their name or something like this. And then he would also dispose of the bodies by selling them as medical specimens to uh, medical colleges and cadavers for infection and display. So he was really uh, pretty industrious <laughs> guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He was really making it, yeah, three ways, yeah. So, uh, very uniquely American serial killer. Uh, we did another room and themed after Elizabeth Bathory, who built, or uh, excuse me, who uh, is a Hungarian noblewoman who's famous for uh, murdering all of her servants, young servant girls, and bathing in their blood because she thought that she could absorb their youth and stay young by bathing in their blood. And uh, she killed so many servant girls that, uh, well, you know, eventually the church came looking for her, uh, and, uh, you know, there just was no young young women left in the town surrounding her castle. And uh, eventually, she was, because she was a noble woman, though she wasn't put to death, she was walled up in her own castle uh, until she died of natural causes. Um, and then, uh, so we did another room here that we, we beamed after Nikola Tesla, who is not a killer, who's not a serial killer. Yeah, uh, thank goodness. The reason we did a room after Nikola Tesla is that uh, he's very closely connected to this community up here. Uh, Westinghouse built the fourth hydroelectric dam in the world to power the gold camp up here in 
we're going to have the Dracula Bella Lugosi room, Lizzie Borden, Jack the Ripper. Oh. Yeah. Goodness. So those are coming before the end of the year or the beginning of next year? Uh, those, those, those should be launching uh, mid-December is what, what we have lined up right now. We're looking like we're on schedule. God, what, what a great Christmas way to... You know, I'm in the Lizzie Borden room. Merry Christmas. Yes. <laughs> well, what's going... Okay, obviously, uh, for the, the Dracula room, obviously, fangs and all of that. But what about for the Lizzie Borden and um, Jack the Ripper? What, what's going to be the uniqueness of those rooms? <laughs> uh, you know, Lizzie Borden room, I've got a really nice uh, antique-style settee couch. Uh, what I'm excited about. She's gonna, her room's going to be pretty soft, and uh, we're going to lighten it up a little bit. And I've got a really great Queen Anne kind of throne, uh, also kind of antique uh, replica chair that's going to go into that room. We've also got a really great uh, historic vanity that I'm refinishing that's going to go into that room rather than a desk. Um, you know, which you find most hotel rooms, you have either a desk or some sort of table. Um, and then, uh, past that, uh, we're doing a king size bed in that room. I really try to make all my linens kind of like over the top just because, you know, it's, it's kind of tough to do this, to keep it classy and not have it turn into a haunted house, you know, like on Halloween. Yeah. Um, we really wanted to have the feel of kind of like, uh, luxurious or even sexy, kind of Victorian hotel, but then it just kind of has these dark, kind of gothic overtones, and kind of has these, you know, heavy elements and stuff, and so it is kind of tough to dance the line between what is creepy and maybe a little bit shocking, but isn't full-on gross, you know? Yeah, I guess um, I do. Really, the place is not for everybody. It's a straight up, it's just... Uh-huh. That was never the intention with Black Monarch. Uh, it just is not for everybody. I would say half the people out there just probably shouldn't even look at it. <laughs> it's not for them, you know. And we do have people that occasionally, you know, the haunted element of it, which, you know, it's not a negative kind of get you haunting here at all, but we do have people that check in and don't stay. They creep themselves. You know, really? nothing bad has ever happened. Nobody gets clawed or bit or uh-huh. possessed or anything like that, you know. But we do get people that check in and they are here for 20 minutes or 40 minutes. I can't do it. I've got to go. Oh, my I just gosh. That's quite, quite interesting. Yeah, that's a phenomenon. Or the other one is uh, they'll book it. They'll be very into it. They'll have a spouse. Is it into it at all? Okay. And it the spouse gets spooked. And it was just funny because, you know, we do have some sort of a manifestation here, I guess. But it's, it, you know, it's not like a negative, gonna get you, you know, quote unquote, kind of thing. And so people just really, once there's the suggestion, then they psych themselves out. Well, do you guys, um, well, I know, of course, now because of the pandemic, but, but when it's Halloween season, uh, Halloween parties at the hotel in the past? I'm, I'm, 
still working on the building, and so right now I've only got about 20% activated. We're going to activate another 20% of the building. Eventually, I'll have facilities to do the this. Um, just being so new and having something that I self, a, you know, massive project like a, a million-dollar plus project that I'm self-financing, you know, right now. Uh, I'm just building out in phases. You know, I'm, I, uh, I'm just not there yet. But yeah, in the future, definitely, we're going to reactivate the old borrowing room. Um, and we'd love to do that kind of stuff in the future, absolutely. I can definitely see people who are into the whole golf uh, lifestyle coming there, maybe yeah. for a bachelor rent or bachelor parties. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's counterculture. That's a part of it. I worked in the music industry for 10 years before I became a contractor, uh, you know, and uh, a huge portion of the people that come in, you know, are punk or into metal, uh, goth or into rockabilly or psychobilly. Yeah, it, it, it uh, you know, kind of rock adjacent subculture is huge. Um, you know, we do co-promotions with tattoo shops. Uh, you know, people that do Aussie shows or people that do weird taxidermy, uh, you know, any sort of uh, brand that's kind of uh, metal or, or goth or whatever adjacent is a brand that we might uh, partner with. Yeah, it's, it's and again, it's just, it's not, it's something that's just not for everybody, you know, and so, and that was kind of part of my thought in creating Black Market have, you know, a brand that's kind of humdrum and kind of middle of the road and may or may not appeal to everyone, I really wanted to create a brand where 5% of the population, 10% of the population is in love with it, you know, and, and is devoted to it and, you know, uh, it, it has a cult-like devotion. So we joke about that a lot here, that you know, our fans and, and our regulars, it's a cult, you know, that's that, that, that hear that since you are the owner that you've had your own personal paranormal experience from the hotel so you can relate to some of these stories are accurate and real Um, that room's also going to contain a very 
like lush, uh, kind of tufted, high back chair in red velvet. I can see that. I'm very excited about that. Um, large TV in that room, nightstands. It's kind of sparse. You know, it's just kind of entry level hotel room. The real centerpiece of that room, um, we're bringing in a mural artist. And so this building has uh, 15 foot ceilings throughout, so almost twice the height of your now standard uh, living room or bedroom. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, but uh, we're going to have a large mural of uh, Bell Lugosi's face, a very specific frame from the movie Dracula, where there's kind of a light shining across his eyes. I think that's very cool that his estate, uh, I understand his granddaughter worked with you guys on, uh, you know, giving permission to use his name and likeness to this room. That's that's very nice, very authentic. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that, too. And that's kind of, if you're a horror movie fan, uh, there's kind of like, there's kind of like a whole connotation around Bell Lugosi Dracula in that, uh, you know, Universal Studios continued to license out the image and this character that he very much created or was a co-creator with. Um, you know, because the image of Dracula that we're familiar with is Bela Lugosi. Oh, yeah. And the cape, the, the suit, you know, this is it's not in the, the Bram Stoker book. What you think of when you think of Dracula, uh, you know, it's the Dracula that's in, uh, he's the Count, right, on Sesame Street. He's uh, the Christopher Lee Hammer Films uh, Dracula. He's uh, the Dracula in the movie from the 80s, Monster Squad. He's the action figure Dracula. He's the cartoon Dracula. That was created by Bela Lugosi as, as a play uh, uh, that ran for like 10 years before they ever made the movie in 1931. Um, and so that's a big component of it. I don't know. Well, Adam, it just sounds like you have definitely found a very interesting niche uh, for a hotel and is working. My goodness. So, again, we can go to the website, the Black Monarch hotel.com you've given the phone number and people can just get uh, valentine's day oh yes i'm sure you will be busy once again for february and uh, uh that will be interesting to see what what happens at your hotel oh goodness but anyway i think you were you've just been a perfect guest uh it's one of our halloween uh show themed guests and you know, maybe I'll get brave enough in the spring and, and take a drive over to. Uh, yeah. It's honestly, it's, it's nice and classy and comfortable more than anything else. I mean, it really is. We have extra plush beds, extra plush linens. We keep the place sparkling clean. There's always a hot pot of coffee on. Um, you know, uh, for, for a lot of people, this is their home away from home. Uh, it's very, very cozy to them. And yeah. uh, a lot of people just love to be here. Yeah, and even uh, I've been over just a little, open a little bit over the year. I'm already starting to have guests that are saying, "This is my fifth stay." Oh, uh, you know, uh, we're getting tons of repeat traction. Oh, that's you know? great. 
That's really great. Home away from home for the guest and the ghost as well. Yes. Yes. There you go. <laughs> I think it's lovely. I might just come over anyway, um, to just just for a story or something, or just to see it in first thing, just to experience it. I think it I think it'll be a lot of fun. Lots of fun. Well, anyway, Adam, thank you. You have been such a delight. I love your stories. I love your stories. And they're real. That's what makes it even more interesting. And, um, you know, everybody that's listening, go check out the Monarch Hotel in beautiful Colorado. And, Adam, please come back again on the show. I really would like for you to come back when you get those, those last three uh, rooms opened up sure. so you can we can talk more about it. So thank you again, you and, and happy Halloween to you. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, thank you so much, Adam, for sharing with us about your really unique hotel. It sounds like if that's your genre, if that's your thing, goth and scariness and all of that, this sounds like a great place to have a fun weekend. So go to the website, blackmonarchhotel.com. Uh, you will love what you see. Just give them a call. Ask all the questions that you need to have and uh, maybe make some reservations to spend a day or two or maybe a whole week there. Valentine's Day weekend is coming up, so it might be a good place if you're into the whole golf scene. So, okay, uh, we're out of time here. I want to thank both of my guests, Adam Zimmerly, owner of the Black Monarch Hotel, and also to our friend right here in Vegas, Kat Thomas, for giving us some really cool tips about what to do with all of that great leftover candy we are going to have later on tonight from trick-or-treating. And to further speak of Halloween and trick-or-treating, don't forget, at midnight, roll those clocks back. One hour is, yeah, I know, it's that time of year again. So roll those clocks back. Even if you have a hangover, get out of the fog and roll those clocks back so you can be ready for tomorrow morning bright and early. That's going to do it for this edition of Film Festival Radio. Thank you guys for listening as always. And if you need to get the email addresses or contact information of any of our guests here on today's show, info at filmfestivalradio.com is how to reach us. Happy Halloween. Be safe and have some fun. We'll see you guys next weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com.